Thank you for joining us as we bring you this worship service of 7th Avenue Presbyterian Church. Our readings this morning are from the 85th Psalm, verses 1 and 2, and 8 through 13, and from the Gospel of Mark, the first chapter, verses 1 through 8. The Rev. Dr. Leslie Veen is preaching. Her sermon is titled, Remembrance, Repentance, and Restoration. You'll find the link to our complete announcements in your email. Here are a few highlights. We will be having a Christmas card exchange in the playful spirit of ugly Christmas sweaters. If you'd like to participate, we encourage you to reach out to the church office. This Thursday, December 10th at 8 p.m. on Zoom, we will gather in small groups to connect and deepen conversation and relationship with one another. We invite you to join us for that. Looking ahead, Sunday, December 20th at 10 a.m., we will be having a live worship service on Zoom, which will include the children's Christmas pageant, so mark your calendar for that. As today marks the second Sunday of Advent, you're invited to have a wreath or a progression of candles prepared, and as the opening canticle begins, you are invited to light the first two candles of Advent as we await the birth of Christ. And now, in preparation to worship, you're invited to quiet yourself, becoming still, as you prepare to worship God. Prepare the way of the Lord, make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be lifted up, every mountain and hill made low.
You call us into the wilderness to find hope, to find life, to find you. The prophecy candle reminds us of the Messiah's light and our call to return to you. Today, the Bethlehem candle invites us to make ready, to prepare ourselves to receive the Christ, the hope of the world. You call us into the mystery, into that liminal place, that place of longing, that place of belonging, that place of the unexpected, where you awaken us, transform us, and meet us. Let us worship God. Let us pray. God of the wilderness, voice in the desert, we look from a distance at John the Baptist and others who shout hard words about repentance. We feel strangely uneasy, for deep down we fear that we have bought into complacency and convenience. With your gentle gaze, dear God, help us look deep within us as we examine our lives. Meet us, love us, and forgive us. And now in silence, we continue in prayer to you. Every valley shall be filled in, every mountain and hill made low. The rough ways are made smooth. Through Emmanuel, we receive the grace of God. Through the Messiah, we shall be offered the embrace of God. Through Christ, we receive the forgiveness of God. Alleluia. Amen. Whose grace has won. 
A reading from the 85th Psalm, beginning with the first verse. In preparation to hear these words, let us pray. God, source of all light, by your word you give light to the soul. Pour out upon us the spirit of wisdom and understanding that our hearts and minds may be open to hear your word this day. Amen. Holy One, you were favorable to your land. You restored the fortunes of Jacob. You forgave the inequity of your people. You pardon all their sin. Salah. Let me hear what God, the Holy One, will speak. For God will speak peace to the people, to the faithful, to those who turn to God in their hearts. Surely God's salvation is at hand for those who fear God, that God's glory may dwell in our land. Steadfast love and faithfulness will meet. Righteousness and peace will kiss each other. Faithfulness will spring up from the ground, and righteousness will look down from the sky. The Holy One will give what is good, and our land will yield its increase. Righteousness will go before God and will make a path for God's steps. Hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. Thanks be to God. i 
A reading from the Gospel of Mark, the first chapter, beginning with the first verse. The beginning of the good news of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. As it is written in the prophet Isaiah, See, I am sending my messenger ahead of you who will prepare your way. The voice of one crying out in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord, make his paths straight. John the baptizer appeared in the wilderness, proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And people from the whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem were going out to him and were baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. Now John was clothed with camel's hair, with a leather belt around his waist, and he ate locusts and wild honey. He proclaimed, The one who is more powerful than I is coming after me. I am not worthy to stoop down and untie the thong of his sandals. I have baptized you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. Here ends the reading. I'm a fan of alliteration, as you can probably tell by looking at the title of my sermon, which is Remembrance, Repentance, and restoration. Several R's there. Makes my heart sing. I had to laugh recently when I heard Padraig Otuma, the Irish poet who is who I know best through his podcast Poetry Unbound, but who is also the leader, one of the leaders of Coromila community in Northern Ireland, which is all about bringing people together. He quipped that uh, a presentation he was giving that had three C's that were helping to bring it all together was definitely influenced by the Presbyterians around him. And I thought that that was hilarious because I've never known Presbyterians to like alliteration, but I do very much embody that. And so as I sat with these texts and these R's were rolling around, they weren't the only ones that were there. Remembrance, repentance, restoration, quickly followed by right relationship and responsibility. All of this as part of the realm of God, asking us to return and renew ourselves in that relationship. So many R's, all related, another R, to this time of Advent. This time that is offering us insights into the invitations that this season brings and also this time that helps us to ponder once again God's extravagant love that is enfleshed in Jesus Christ and what that means for us and how we live our lives. As I sat with the passages from Psalms and the beginning of the Gospel of Mark, I noticed that the psalmist kind of names this arc of remembrance, repentance, and restoration and the Gospel of Mark shows us how it's enacted, how this remembrance, repentance, and restoration is an arc that Advent invites us into, not just now, but throughout our life with God. As we look at this psalm, we see that it begins with a remembrance, a speaking into being. When the psalmist says these words, Lord, you were favorable to your land. You restored the fortunes of Jacob. You forgave the iniquity of your people. You pardoned all their sin. 
The scholars wonder, did this mean something that the psalmist was remembering from God's past actions with God's people? Or was it a hope for the future? Some, and those with whom I agree, believe that it's not just an either or, but rather a both and. It's drawing on memories of the past to speak words of hope for the future. In between the memories of the past and the hope for the future lies this critical piece of repentance, turning one's heart towards God again. Repentance requires acknowledging how and where we haven't turned towards God. It takes action to right the wrong of turning away from God, turning to other things. When we're able to take this time of repentance, this time to acknowledge and to turn towards God once again, when we do that, all of creation benefits. All of creation experiences restoration. God dwells in the land again. Steadfast love and faithfulness meet. Righteousness and peace kiss each other. Righteousness or justice lead the way for God's path through the earth. These are the ideas that the psalmist offers us. And these are the ideas that the Gospel of Mark shows us in action. It begins with these words of remembrance, quoting the prophets, connecting Jesus to the Jewish heritage from which he is coming, connecting Jesus' calls to right living with the calls of the prophets before him, and connecting the coming story of Jesus on earth to God's promises to the ancestors. The Gospel of Mark also calls us to repentance. This repentance that is first voiced by John the Baptist. And it sets the context for Jesus' words throughout the Gospel. Calls to repentance throughout all of the work that Jesus does. And it shows the people's reaction of confessing their sins and being baptized. This results in a restoration that is brought by the baptism of the Holy Spirit that Jesus will bring. This baptism will restore right relationship with God. Remembrance, repentance, and restoration. The Ark of the Advent Invitation. We often like parts one and three of that, the remembrance and the restoration. But part two, that repentance part, it's a little bit harder for us to take. I mean, remembering is often easy, especially if it's about something good or something that brought about a good ending, even if it was hard in the time. Restoration, of course, is where we would love to stay, where we would love to dwell and reside. This place where love and faithfulness peace and justice all come together. Why wouldn't we want that to always be the truth? But that middle step of repentance is crucial. 
that time of taking some a moment to be aware of and confess the ways in which we have turned away from God's goodness and steadfast love. That is crucial. That is what helps us to regain right relationship. That right relationship is not possible without this important step. In the Hebrew language, repentance and restoration have the same root. This shows that they are inextricably linked together. Repentance is important for restoration, and restoration comes about because of repentance. Repentance is just another way of saying turning. Turning from what was to what can be. Turning from the ways that hold us back to the ways that can open up possibilities for us to be in right relationship with God. This season of Advent, we are asking ourselves, what is the turning that this Advent season is inviting us to? We are turning to review God's love present in our past and in the history of God's interaction with creation. We are turning to look at ways in which repentance is needed for us to have right relationship with God. We are turning toward the restoration that is offered to us in this repentance. I am definitely anxious for a certain turning, the turning of the page of the calendar, which I hope when going from 2020 to 2021 brings not just a change in the date that I have to write at the end of the, my checks or when I'm putting the date on a letter, but I'm hoping that it brings so much more. Leaving behind this year that has held so much ugliness and pain. Ugliness and pain that have come from the pandemic that continues to rage in our country and around the world. Ugliness and pain that has come from the political fights in our country. Ugliness and pain that have come from racial inequality that has been laid ever more bare in our country in this year and throughout all of history. But before I can make this turning, I first have to repent. I have to repent of my own complicity in the ways that this ugliness and pain has come about. I have to repent of my own silence in the face of injustice. And I have to repent of my choice for comfort over righting wrongs many times. Only when I make these repentances will I fully be able to step into the restoration that is offered to me by God's amazing love. What turning are you being invited to? What turning are we being invited to collectively, both at Seventh Avenue Presbyterian Church and as a society at large. 
as we sit with these questions, may God speak peace to us as we go about this work of remembrance, repentance, and restoration. We believe in God, who gives us grace beyond our knowing. We believe in Christ, who is Emmanuel, God with us. We believe in Spirit, who lives in us and through us, drawing us and all creation to wholeness and life. This we believe. Amen. Thank you.
let us pray. God of many names, restoring one, bringer of peace, holy friend who speaks us into being, we give you thanks for the ways you tend life, for autumn leaves returning to the soil, for the rain refilling aquifers, for earth adjusting with the coming of winter, we give you thanks. Though we long for peace and restoration, the way there is not always so inviting. So we pray that we would have the courage to be vulnerable. Help us become friends with our blind spots and mistakes. Open us to new ways of showing up, willing to speak when we would have remained silent, willing to address wrongs when we would have remained complicit, willing to live aligned with the truths of our interconnectedness when we would have remained comfortably detached. Holy One, when we are sitting in the dark, give us vision. Help us believe the sun will rise again. Inspire us with memories of the past to spark hope for the future. In the face of illness, aging bodies, changing jobs and traditions, Grant us a glimpse of your presence among us through the voice of one another. Turn our hearts toward you that our spirits might be restored. And now in silence, we continue in prayer for the world and for ourselves, for those we love and for those we struggle to love, that we might love our neighbors and so love you. We make this prayer in the name of the one who taught us to pray, saying, Our God, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen.
as you go forth, may you stumble upon the fruits of remembrance, repentance, and restoration. And may you listen and trust where courage is calling you. love of God, the faithfulness of the Christ, and the justice of the Holy Spirit bless your Advent turnings and bring you goodness and peace, now and always. Amen. <laughs>